to another episode of the Be Fearless podcast. And today I bring an amazing guest. He is a Montana native. He's an active believer and dedicated reader of success and self-help books. He knows that everyone's brains are capable of finding something awesome. And since he discovered the awesome power of our brains to find happiness and success, he wants to share that with you today. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome the one and only Matt Scott. Welcome, Matt. Hello. Thank you. That's very exciting. <laughs> How is is already. <clears throat> yeah. Where, where are you actually? Are you still Montana or are you moved from Montana? Oh, uh, my heart's still there most of the time. My, I'm, I'm in Southern California now. That's fantastic. So, yeah. I have a family here now. And um, so I'm down here, found the sunshine a long time ago. And, and um, I go back to Montana twice a year and uh, reconnect up there and and it is a beautiful place, but they have um, a thing they don't show you on, on, on Yellowstone. They have a thing called winter that uh -huh. exists, you know, for <laughs> a very long time. So it's, it's a beautiful place to visit. And, but you know what? So is Southern California. So, um, you know, adjusting to down here, you just got to find something that you like and uh, do your best, you know? I like that. Okay, Matt, so for the people, the audience that is out there that is looking at you and listening to you right now, who is Matt Scott and what was his dream growing up? <laughs> Holy cow. Um, who is Matt Scott? Um, ultimately, I'm a father now. I'm a human. Um, I'm a seeker. I'm a believer. Um, I'm, a, I'm a, you know, a person who wants to help others figure that out as well because i think that's the journey you know and that's the fun part so um ultimately i'm just a person and uh but in that in that role i get i get to be a father and a friend and a brother and a son you know and those things and so how to be the best um uh, for those people is a pathway that i enjoy and what was your dream growing up um <laughs> <laughs> I, well geez i wanted to uh go to med school and be a doctor and um it was interesting i got i got all you know good grades good scores all those things i ended up uh going to school at montana state um, did well on the mcat moved out to oregon and uh because they had a state residency program and i'm sorry montana does not have a med school so i had to move to oregon got a residency Ultimately, I fell into orthopedics, and then um, for some reasons, I didn't get into school. I don't know why. Uh, I don't really need to go backwards, but I remember a moment where um, I said, well, why do I want to go to med school? You know, and, you know, I liked science, and I enjoyed helping whatever, and, and I thought, you know, I did, I did fine on the tests and everything, and I really dug down because the door wasn't an opening for me, mm -hmm. and um, what I discovered was the root of why I wanted to go to med school was because it made me feel good to help people. And so I decided that I could do that with whatever I was doing. And so I took that truth and I brought it into uh, orthopedic medical device sales, which is what I did for 26 years um, with trauma. That's quite a long time. <laughs> yeah, it was a long time. Um, 26 years, but there was trauma, you know, you're on call all the time and, um, it's a high service job. And then, uh, I got into uh, total joint replacements and things like that, but it was always the same 
motive, you know, is uh, it made me feel good to help other people and to do your best doing so. So there was a really good market for that in that industry that I, that also was really cool. It was really fun. So I had a good time. So the dream was to go to med school, but the root of the dream was discovered um, when certain doors didn't open at, the, at those times. And, uh, you know, I followed the dream anyway. So the dream was really to to help people. I, I love that you said that because a lot of people think because a door closes and that's it, that life's is done. There's no more reason to dream or to pursue any desires of our hearts. And I think that when a door opens, another one I mean, when a door closes, another one opens. Right. Uh, and I, I love that you actually uh, saw that opportunity and say, okay, this one's closed. Let's move into what is really my purpose. Yeah. So what yeah. things did you do? Because it says here that you discovered the awesome power of our brains. How do you get there? Um, I mean, it's real easy if you want to dumb it down to basics. We've been hearing it all our lives. Um, and just to go back on that, I'm not I'm not saying, you know, change is never easy, but recognizing the real roots of of passions and what your hearts are, you know, the, the physical door may close to the exact dream, but the real roots are still there. And so it, it's it's hard, but recognizing what your real passions are, and what your real desires are um, helps weave through obstacles, you know, and get through doors and to see and feel where you're really going. Um, but the simple answer uh, to get back to your question now is, is, is to praise and to thank. And what I found with that is often when, you know, you get into praise and thank people shut off, you know, and they're like, Oh, that's religion. I don't want to get into that. And I'm like, okay, well, instead of praising, how about you do this? Why don't you find something awesome? And they're like, oh, yeah, I'll find something awesome all day long. Yeah, what do you mean find something awesome? That's cool. And so I started having conversations with people. I'm like, yeah, 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 no, you know, don't don't think I'm pushing religion on you. But uh, if you have the ability to find something awesome with your brain and then be thankful for that, mm -hmm. for whatever it is, you're moving in a great direction and you can get past doors and you can open doors and and do all these things. And so. I always find it found it really fun to to have those conversations, and in, in a lot of the self, you know, you read a lot. Of, I read a lot of self help books and psychology books and and uh, business books and all kinds of stuff. But um, you know, believing in yourself and loving yourself and and being thankful and praise and all of these things, they're all roots to truth. Mm -hmm. And you know where you where you're blocking or not blocking and um, how you're being open or not open or where you're connected your heart to. These are all truths that are very real that I wanted to communicate to my kids. Mm -hmm. um, you know, ultimately the origin stories, I, I'm guessing that we'll get to, but um, yeah, I mean, it's just, there's some truth there to praise and thank. And in, in a lot of the books, they say, you know, one of them, they say, you know, they make it fun. They say, find the gift in the drift. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's just another reminder to praise. It's another way to say praise, find the gift in the drift. You know, you, you, you're off focus, you're feeling bad, you're whatever. Your first thing to do is to find the gift in the drift, which is to, to praise, to, to give. And, you know, I really like the Santa Claus is coming to town or is it, is it Santa Claus coming to town? The little cartoon, the little uh, puppet 
thing that we've watched for years, uh-huh. at least in the United States. I don't, I'm not sure if, where else it's been, but but Santa Claus, as he's becoming Santa Claus, he gives the Winter Warlock a choo-choo train. He gives him a gift, you know, and he and he melts his heart. And and you know, in the next, then they they bust out the song of put one step in front of the other, and they're walking through doors. And, you know, finding the gift in the drift is, is quite simply giving, you know, and another word for giving is praising. And it's literally, you know, almost scientific, right? You, mm-hmm. you give to receive and that, that gets things moving. And so praise is also said as find the gift in the drift, or it's also said as find something awesome. So open your eyes, look around and find something awesome and then be thankful for it and keep moving, right? Feel something yeah. else, you know? I love that. I love that. Um, let me ask a question. Is this what actually inspire you into go and write books for kids and young adults? Um, no. <laughs> um, my kids, my kids inspired me. I get emotional about it. Um, <laughs> so I would read when they were like four or two. I have, so I have, a 14 year old, a 13 year old, and I have a nine year old. But when they were like five and six, I would read to them Aesop's Fables. And it's, you know, Aesop's Fables is a one page story generally. And they're, they have fab- their fables and that they're telling a story with a moral. And at the end of every story, there's a moral, right? And you read, and they, my kids are like, what's the moral, dad? What's the moral? And the next thing I knew, like, we're having 15 minute conversations about stuff. And then, you know, they're excited, they're engaged, they really want to learn these things. I was fascinated, you know, and so then the next night, you know, you put them to bed, and they're like, oh, we want to read Aesop's Fables again. And I was like, again? Yeah, okay, right. So we'd read it again, and we'd get into these conversations again. So the inspiration was the fact that these kids were so hungry for, you know, the roots of truth that were even presented in Aesop's Fables, which was a book written 2000 years ago, you know, a collection of stories written a long time ago, four kids, by the way. And I just found it fascinating. So I went out and looked for more. I thought, well, there's got to be more stuff like this that that teaches my kids on this, this level. And, and to be honest, Aesop's Fables is, is, uh, you know, even though it was meant for kids back then, it's, it's still something that an adult today needs to read and see and go, oh, that's what that means. And some of them are quite complex. But there's still truth, right? And so I, I didn't find anything. I looked and looked, and I googled and I searched. I went to libraries and I found, <laughs> I found nothing. And I was like, well, you know, aside from the Bible, right, and and some of these stories, which we were also doing, but I I found nothing um, as far as that side of the of the uh, communication goes. And so I decided to create it myself. And I had fun doing it because it just sort of flowed out of me. And ultimately what was created was a children's book series called Find Something Awesome. And at the end of each book, there's a steps, capabilities, and questions. Instead of the moral at the end of the story, right? It's steps, capabilities, and questions. And so a parent reading to a child or even the child themselves can then just say, okay, well, here's the story I just read. Well, here's the steps. Here's the capabilities that I have, you know, God given. And, you know, here's questions I should ask myself as I'm going through life and learning about myself and, and how to do these things. And so I created that and I then I started writing them and 
And I just, I couldn't stop. I'm like, well, there's more, there's more, there's more. And, you know, even today, I feel like uh, continually writing on, um, on similar situations. And if you look back, mm-hmm. Dr. Dr. Seuss, his books had a lot of spiritual uh, lessons in there that are fantastic. I mean, the Lorax, um, what else? I am, um, I'm blanking. Oh, um, how, Horton, here's a who. Uh, you know, the Grinch that stole Christmas. I mean, really, they they weren't, they were definitely intended for lessons in spirituality and goodness and life. Um, But they were never really, I think, taken that way by the mainstream. That's because there was no summation at the end of every story, right? Mm -hmm. Like, like the Grinch, you stole Christmas, pretty easy, right? You know, open your heart, don't take, what's the real meaning of Christmas? Um, you know, and the the Grinch's heart grew three sizes that day. And so we get to enjoy the stories, but really discussing them and then utilizing them in your own daily life, it's it's almost like aha moments. You know, mm-hmm. you're like, oh shoot, I've been reading Lorax or or uh the Grinch for my whole life, and I didn't realize well, that's what it means. Oh, you know, you don't shove the tree up the up the chimney, <laughs> right? Santa <laughs> comes down the chimney and brings gifts. And so, you know, they're all, um, they're all fascinating books, not all of them. Some of them are quite simplistic and some of them are, are a little tangent, of course. But for the most part, a lot of the classics are very new age thinking, uh, believing, follow your heart, believe in yourself, love yourself, treat others as you want to be treated. Um, they're all there. Um, but my books are very similar, not obviously as awesome as... Um, Dr. Seuss, but mine actually provide a path to discuss and to ask questions and to learn about their own capabilities to be the heroes or the the livers in the story that learn the lessons, you know? That's fantastic. And how did you get that inspiration um, to, to write well, all these books? How many books do you have already? Like six? Seven. Seven. Yeah. I mean, I have... That's a lot of writing. Well, <laughs> yeah. And it's been fun. I have... I have five more I'd love to publish. Um, I mean, one of them is, is my favorite. It's called Roar, but I haven't published it yet. Um, and I think it's it's just one of my favorites. But anyway, um, I really I really enjoy the writing, and it would be fun to continue. Um, but you know, one step at a time, and we'll see see how this goes. And and you asked me what was the inspiration to continue. Um, the answer is because it's like when every door opens, there's another door. Like, oh, you teach a kid about praise. Well, then what? Well, it's, well, it's thankfulness. Well, once you're praising and thanking, what do, what do you do with that? Well, sometimes you're going to fall down. What do you do when you fall down? Um, you know, there's a book called, the third book is, um, uh, Did You Laugh When You Stubbed Your Toe? And every, every title except the last one is a question. But um, did you laugh when you stubbed your toe? Like, how did you handle interference to your desire? You know, it's it's really fun. I like to equilibrate it to like when people bump their head on an overhang, right? Mm-hmm. The reaction is to turn around and go, oh, you stupid overhang. You know, why did you do that? Or the, or the, your brain goes further and says, man, who put that overhang there? They're, you know, they're stupid. And why would they build that there? And you're angry, right? And so you're going to have interference to your desire. How do you handle it is really the, the the one that's inside that's able to make choices before the anger before the 
you know, thinking about what somebody else is thinking. Um, I think it was, uh, who wrote Rich Dad, Poor Dad? Um, Kurosaki. Yeah. He said, basically, um, how you handle interference to your desire will determine your entire life. Mm-hmm. And so, okay, let's talk about that. Let's talk about that on a kid level. You know, this guy was a, you know, a, a world bestseller with a book, basically with, a, with those messages, but nobody's teaching these messages to kids. And I was like, why are we not, why do we have to be adults to, to, to finally learn these lessons to understand what's yep. going on? You know, I'm sitting, <laughs> I'm sitting in biology class in college and I'm learning the different bones. I'm not kidding. The different bones of a rat. Like, what do you call this bone in a rat? I'm like, I had this moment, like, who cares? You know, this would be <laughs> like I, how how that connects to you studying orthopedics to help help humans. Right, for, right. To start with. <laughs> it's just trivia. And like yeah. that's not gonna help me ever. Like, I really wish somebody told me about you know, a lot more about this and a lot more about this and a lot more about positive thinking and a lot more about what happens when things go wrong. And, and you know, some of these basic human abilities that we all have and we're all looking for, we're not really hearing them, you know, mm-hmm. and we're not really discussing them and we're not really teaching them. And so that was the inspiration to, to get this spiritual teaching that adults are looking for. I mean, it's a billion dollar industry now, this yes. self-help Thing and coaching. I mean, coaching and is fabulous. Yeah, and it's, it's expected to be over. I think it's if my mind doesn't fail, you guys. Okay, <laughs> just just like just putting that disclaimer out there. If my mind doesn't fail me, I think it's gonna be over a hundred billion dollars right. by twenty thirty six. Right, and there's not, right, and there's there's very little for kids. Yeah. Like, well, why didn't we start? You've heard this people people say this a, a lot. Why didn't somebody tell me this before? You know, I mean, I do like Disney. I, I'm a big fan of a lot of what Disney does. They're trying to do it with, you know, Kung Fu Panda and, um, you know, what is it, uh, Moana and Frozen. And what they're doing with these stories is they're telling the spiritual truths of different cultures that never had the ability to communicate. Literally, there was no phones. They, they they really never have any uh, documented history of the mm-hmm. Hawaiians ever talking to the people in in uh, Norway or wherever it was um, the where Frozen originated. But they're all the same stories. Okay, they're all telling the same story about the power of the individual under God and the the miracle of life and the yes. believe in yourself and to treat others as you were to be treated and to you know get things moving with with praise and giving and you know so i do think disney's doing a great job and my <laughs> my kids are you know it's like hey i'll put it on in the morning just to because i know it's you know it's like a moth to a flame and but if it, it's going to be that morning anyway i'll put it on and i'll there'll be a moment on there you know that i'll bring up you know and and talk about and it's really fun so i do think they're having they're they're people are starting to do it better but again there's no discussion mm-hmm. there's no parent tool to say oh wait this is i mean there's some fantastic wisdom in even like kung fu panda one of my favorites he says uh you know shifu is 
one of the masters and he's running to master Ugwe, who's sitting under a tree. Ugwe is the turtle. And Shifu comes and he says, master, master, I've got bad news. And Ugwe says, he says, there is no bad news. He says, there's only news. And Shifu says, but Kai has broken out of, out of prison and he's on his way here to destroy us, to destroy the village. And Ugwe says, whoa, he says, that is bad news. And then he pauses. He says, if you don't believe that the Kung Fu Panda will defeat him. And so it's the same thing with, you know, hey, that's bad news if you don't believe in yourself. That's bad news if you don't believe you're going to succeed. That's bad news for now if you don't think that you're going to get around it. So don't think that. Mm -hmm. keep, keep believing in yourself. Keep framing things as positive. Keep believing I'm awesome. I can do this, which is one of the, you know, things in this in in um, in several of the books. You know, just, what are the seven magic words? Um, I, I ask my kids this. I ask them coaching. I when I coach kids, you know, I say, what are the seven magic words? I'm awesome. I can do this. They all know it. Every every kid that's ever been on a team of mine, you know, what are the seven magic words? I'm awesome. I can do this. All I right. love those. I yeah. love those. Yes. <laughs> So it's fun, you know, in baseball, you know, it's, it's, it's even letting go. You're like, oh, people say, let go. What does that mean? You know, let go. And so how do you teach a kid to let go? You know, it's like a real easy example is in baseball. I mean, baseball is a very tough mental sport of failure, right? I mean, you're a professional if you're hitting a ball three out of 10 times. And so to, to mentally get through baseball, we had a, we had a thing that I would I would call it a little more jovial. I'd call it flush the toilet. And so a kid would get a strike or a standing strike or strike out or whatever. I'd say, I'd say flush the toilet. I'd be standing there on first base or third base as the coach. I'd go like this. What it means is I'd ask the kids, what's the most important pitch? The answer is the next pitch, right? Whether you hit it or you didn't hit it. Don't sit there and dwell on the fact of why you missed it. Oh, the umpire, bad call, or oh, man, I'm whatever, or oh, people aren't going to like me because I am I struck out, flush the toilet, move on. The most important pitch is the next pitch, right? Yes. Don't feel that buildup on yourself backwards, right? Move forward, flush the toilet, get rid of the feeling, get rid of the thought, stand here right now and witness what's coming next and do your best, right? And then when you're in practice, practice what you're, what you're not good at, you know? I mean, that's what I say in practice. I mean, why are we here? You know, we're here to get better. Why are we here to get better? Well, because I want to be better. Why do you want to be better? Well, I want to be a better teammate. Well, why do you want to be a better teammate? Well, we want to win games. Yeah, it's all there, right? So pay attention and practice, right? Learn how to flush the toilet. Learn how to move on. Learn how to get your bodies in, in the right position. Learn how to focus on what's coming at you next and handling it, right? And so, I mean, um, those are fantastic stories that we all have the ability to do. We all have the ability to tell a story. You just have to pay attention to which one you're listening to, right? You're listening to the voice of fear, tell a story that you're not like, wow, that's really bad news. Well, of course it is. You just told yourself a bad story and now you're feeling that. Let all that go, you know, tell a new story, tell the story that you want to tell and find, how do you, how do you get moving? Well, praise, be thankful. Find something awesome, be thankful, find the gift in the drift, look around, take a breath, you know, look up to the sky, point there and say thank you, 
Mm -hmm. Right. And and I love the fact that when you get to tell your own story and you realize that you can. I'm really big on words and play on words and, and don't even get me started on this stuff. But my <laughs> my story, my story, there's another word to say my story. Right. It's mystery. Right. Mystery. Yes. And history, his story is a story of the past, the story of someone else. Exactly. You know, history is told by somebody else. It's like the fear in your head telling a story. And you're like, no, that's his story. I'm not going to listen to his story, history, right? I'm going to listen to my story. And you get to do that. That's, that's the, 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 um, the promise, right? You get to, you get to ask God, you know, to, to, to be with you and to guide you. And God says, well, what do you want to do today? You know, and you get to live that purpose and hopefully it's rooted properly. And, and that means in a giving manner and, Mm-hmm. And you're standing there with an with an open heart um, and not a closed heart. And the difference is taking versus giving. And so are you taking? Are you giving? Are you, is this about you? Or is this about helping somebody else? You know, it's it's all there. Um, and now you have to practice, practice it. And the, and the amazing thing that you learn is life is a mystery. It's like, wow, I focused on positive things and it actually happened. That's a mystery. You know? <laughs> it's actually your story and it's called my story you know don't listen to the history uh listen to my story and that and the one that you get to tell is the positive one the one that you actually do want to achieve you know where do you want to go that's the dr seuss book you know all the places you'll see i think it's called all the places you'll go um i did a similar one it's called um uh where do you want to go uh and I, you know, yeah, it, 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 people are reminded of, of Dr. Seuss, but it's a similar but different message. Um, but it's, it's literally, where do you want to go? What do you want to do? And um, it's not what your dad wanted you to do, what your mom wanted you to do, what your neighbors want you to do. What the, it, it's what do you want to do? And you get to tell that story and then you get to be your best and do your best to practice to try and get there. And is so, that is that what got you here? <laughs> so far. Yeah. yeah, so far. I mean, I've, I'm doing a lot of things and, you know, this one certainly is a passion and it's easy for me. Um, you know, I'm doing my best to, to get the messages out there. But, um, you know, as far as making it a, 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 an income to live in Southern California, I'm doing other things. But I'd certainly love to. So what are the things message. that you are doing? Because I know we were talking behind camera before we jump into the interview and you were telling me other things that you were doing. So since you mentioned that you're doing some other stuff out there, we all are like curious now that what else is uh, Matt Scott doing? Well, I, I did. I left orthopedics um, because the lots of reasons. Um, Boy, oh boy, COVID didn't help at all because we were on elective surgeries and the industry is getting commoditized and the value um, and the strength of the, the, my connection to it was the value of what helping, you mean, what of you helping mean, people. What do you mean by that? For, mm, for those that we are not you know, very knowledgeable on the well, you sometimes the best doesn't sell, you know, because you're trying to hit a financial dollar. Mm-hmm. And in, and when when the best might be a product or a service or um, or something, the the healthcare industry is getting very regulated to to not allow choice, and so even knockoffs will come into the industry. And because they're a couple hundred dollars less expensive, that's the playground. 
and outcomes, in my opinion, okay, this is, I hope I don't get in trouble for this, but outcomes didn't necessarily drive the industry, right? And um, I, I couldn't play in the game anymore. And I just, I just didn't want to. And I felt like the game left me and I left the game. So I took that passion into other things. I started a outdoor living uh, design build company. So um, a very good friend of mine and I uh, started, uh, he's a general contractor. We build backyards for people. Uh, we, we are the, the tagline on that is we build for others and it's called kingdom outdoor living. And, uh, so we build for others in the South Bay here, we build backyards and we build pergolas and decks and patios. And we have, uh, connections with design people and all kinds of trades and stuff. And so that's fun. Um, we found that a lot of our customers were seeking solar power for their house. And so we added solar power to that. I had a solar guy, he left. I decided to pick up the reins on that um, because it's kind of a fun one. The The mantra for, for that part of the business is um, we help people connect to a higher power. Uh -huh. And solar power really is. <laughs> it's definitely a higher power. It's definitely literally. Higher, right? And, yeah. and we could say literally. And, and now you're connecting a home to a higher power. You're putting a power plant on somebody's house and it's financially reasonable, right? And and say usually saves people money. And uh, it's a very real story that isn't going anywhere soon. Um, we, do, we don't see any breakthroughs in technology, but solar certainly should be some place that most people go. And I think, you know, the, the hurdles to it now are mostly structural, right? People have houses that don't, that can't allow solar, but the financial math is still real. And solar power is free, you know? I mean, literally, like once, yeah. you, once you pay for the equipment, the energy's free. <laughs> well, so in some places, because I know here in Virginia is a little bit different because they kind of like measured and if you pass mm -hmm. down, pass up a limit of solar energy production, they charge you for it. Yeah, it's complicated. So yes. <laughs> California just changed too. So don't even get me started on that, but they just changed. <laughs> They change their net metering and how they pay and mm -hmm. what you know and and all these but the the bottom line is it still makes sense financially especially on a 20-year run mm -hmm. um you know your your electric rates are going to go up um they they, they estimate at four percent a year but california it's been 16 and 15 and 13 and 12 and you know so they're going up big in california <clears throat> but if you hold it at four percent uh, even in 20 years, you're saving hundreds of thousands of dollars. I mean, on industry, we've got one building that we're, we proposed in 20 years, we saved them a million dollars in their electric bill. And so the truth is, is still there. Um, the panels are low enough in cost and then the install and what they're doing now is with the math, it's going to take a battery. Um, so instead of taking off the grid that exists now you're going to be taking off of your own battery that you stored energy into during the day and so there's ways to do that um less expensive than you know having a whole home backup if the power goes out most people <coughs> excuse me most people aren't too worried about that power doesn't go out too often maybe they should you know uh there's always fear and speculation about how long and how well the grid is going to last to overcome that fear is going to cost you six or $7,000 on how you hook up the battery. Okay. It's just the install. It's not the equipment. 
And so it's expensive to do so. But to hook up the battery to not back up your house doesn't cost that six or $7,000. Puts you back in the range of where we were prior to the net metering changes. So the bottom line is the math is still uh, able, right? And the truth is still there. It's the right thing to do. You're not burning coal. You're not um, burning fuel bad for the environment. You're literally just taking it from the sunshine and con- literally converting it like a plant does to energy. And it's the cleanest thing out there. I mean, yeah. probably aside from nuclear, but we don't need to, nobody really wants to talk about that, you know, but it, exactly. is, nu- it is, it is nuclear energy. And that's a fun word, by the way, nuclear, uh, nuclear, N-E-W-C-L-E-A. I, I love the, uh, how, how you play with words it's, yeah, well, it's, yeah it's fun because there's so many i mean they, i laugh nuclear once you connect to a higher power it's nuclear power from the sun the sun is a this is getting weird and deep but the sun is fusion it's the creation of energy from molecules combining or in creation they release energy fission is the destruction of things that's what the earth does right the earth uh creates a lot of electrons because of fission like a fire Mm-hmm. And so a fire destroys wood. The sun destroys nothing. It it it's creative energy that's nuclear energy that literally creates positrons, right? And so if you can tap into that higher power, it's endless and free. And now you don't have to compete for competition or attention or things or love or whatever. You can actually freely give that love and attention to other people because your source is somewhere else. Yes. Right. And you can literally connect your heartstring to a higher power. And I find that fa- absolutely fascinating because it's true. And then you're like, oh, well, that's what it means to be connected and, you know, to uh, to be connected to God, to see the miracle that I get to tell my story when I'm properly rooted with my heart in the right place. Yes, that's what it means. It means to believe. It means to connect. It means to give energy so that energy can fill back up and you don't have to worry about filling back up because your source is endless. And so it's really cool stuff. But so so getting back to your question, I, I sell solar power, which is fun because it's literally harnessing energy from the sun and powering your house, you know, so that's pretty cool. And then I, to, to change the subject, I've got a cutting board that we're going to launch this year called the True Board. And it was inspired in my crooked slope backyard where I would barbecue and I like to entertain. So I'd put a roast on or steaks or whatever, and the and the juice from the meat would flow off the board, fill up the groove, and f- drip onto the floor. And while I'm setting, you know, cleaning up the barbecue and doing everything, I, you know, kids do something, you get distracted, you look back, and my dog is licking up the, you know, the all the good <laughs> stuff from my creation. And so I was like, I started propping up my board in the backyard so it wouldn't drift left, you know. And so I was like, you know what? This is dumb. I went to my friend, who's also my partner in Kingdom Outdoor Living. He's a very handy construction guy, a very, very handy uh, artist in woodworking. And I said, can you make this for me? And so he came back with a design that was beautiful. And the, the wheels on this, uh, the feet, the board seat sits on a feet, uh, four feet, and you can adjust them so the board can be adjusted to whatever your plane is, um, whether you're, you're at a slope backyard or you're at mm-hmm. a tailgate party or or if you're inside you just raise up the backside and all the and then all the grooves slope towards a hole and everything drips you know, if you're inside or wherever everything just flows right to a cup 
and you pull the cup out from under the board and you put it back on the meat and people were people were going well that's crazy i want one of those that's awesome <laughs> and I said, okay well we'll make you one we made them one and soon enough more and more and more and people just started wanting more we made several hundred of them and uh we put a facebook campaign out i think we spent 20 bucks i don't know but <laughs> we didn't spend a lot of money and people will their, their number one comment was you know, why didn't somebody think about this before and i was like i don't know but it's you know i'm super glad you're happy and i love it too and i'm glad you're happy so it's like so we're patent pending and now we're trying to get this thing launched and um so that is called, fantastic yeah it's fun and there's i mean it's it's sky's the limit stuff because we could brand it and you know there's a whole it, it's called the true board true right you true something and the tagline for that is raise it up and so anyway we're not here for that necessarily but <laughs> but it's okay you free, you're free to speak about it you're free yeah to so it's fun it. and so we'll, we have a website thetrueboard.com but um we don't have any product right now we're we, we sold out but we're we're working on that but anyway the point is raise it up is the tagline and that's such a powerful word raise it up right mm -hmm. raise it up to to get the gift right and so it, it's it falls in line with who matt scott is and what you asked me in the very beginning you have to raise it up in order to in order to open up and and accept the gift and what does that mean it's like fear you have to literally feel acknowledge allow accept appreciate by the way appreciate means raise and so you take that fear you acknowledge it you accept it you allow it and you raise it up you literally just let it go and and like uh and i always equilibrate this to a stoma and a leaf um you the stoma opens up when you let this energy go something inside you opens up and sunshine doesn't you don't take sunshine sunshine just goes through the hole right all you got to do is open up so raise it up is the same thing as appreciation and so the tagline for the true board is raise it up and that's going to be our our marketing campaign um especially in america where there's a lot of barbecuers and we're we're, we're going to go after um the truth of the american dream you know which is book seven but getting back to the book series uh the question is on, on the title of the book what's an american and a, an american is exactly that it's somebody who believes in the american dream well what is the american dream well the american dream is if you believe it and you can conceive it and you believe it you can achieve it right yes and so people come here from all over the world saying well geez man i've been living in this place that I was told what to do, what to wear, what I was going to blah, 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 who I had to be government, you know, squash. And mm -hmm. I mean, look at, I hate to get political, but communism, right? They don't allow Bibles in some of these places. Why? Yeah. Well, because it, it teaches you to think for yourself that you're actually free and they don't want that. Right. In America, we have a constitution that <sighs> guaranteed a government that allowed that truth so people can live the American dream. And that's what it's been. And so let me ask you a question that note. Mm -hmm. Do you think that the American dream is still half years to come or to live? Or do you think that the American dream has a time and date to that? For, for me personally? No, overall. Do I think that the, does it have a time and a date? 
does the American dream still have a life to live or is something, is an ideology or a, a ideal that oh, man. might be I tell you what, facing the ends of days? Nobody can stop you if in giving you receive, right? Mm -hmm. So of course the American dream is still alive. You know, be, being in a environment or even under a government that still acknowledges that to believe in yourself, to, to know God, to open your heart, to conceive and believe, and to say, we're not going to regulate that, right? Of course it's still alive. No one can stop it. And the more they try and squash it, the more it comes alive. I like that. And I know? totally agree. Matt, thank you so much for being with us today. I truly enjoy having you over and uh, you just share with us so much wisdom and knowledge and, and your story is amazing. So where people can um, get to connect with you? Um, well, thank you for having me. And again, this is for kids, right? So ultimately, this is why my passion behind it was because getting this information and wisdom to these kids so they don't have to hear it for the first time when they're 30. Mm -hmm. So, so that's it. And so there's a, there is a website. It's um, find something awesome.com. And that's the name of the book series, find something awesome.com. And um, it's uh, it's been around. We're, we're just reconstructing it right now. Um, and um, are the books available on Amazon? Yeah, the, they are. So the books are available on Amazon. Um, I have a publisher called Mascot Books, M-A-S-C-O-T, um, that uh, you can also get them from. I'm not certain if they're still on like BAM books or things like that, but I know they're on Amazon. Definitely um, links from the website uh, will okay. get you there. And in social media, how they can reach to you? Uh, same. It's Find Something Awesome on Facebook. Um, it's Find Something Awesome on Instagram. And... Um, you know, as I've, I've had, to, <laughs> I'm not a computer guy, you know, but, but, uh, I'm getting help with that, of course. And I just hired some Are you fantastic or... people to, uh, to run those things for me, but I, I provide the messaging and, and it's fun. So, um, that's being, um, all redone by people that, that are more capable than me. So are I'm you, are you a Gen X or. I don't know what I am. I was born in 71. Well, um, you just, I think you're still in that, in that, yeah, yeah. you're still in I that was generation. A generation that didn't grow up with cell phones or computers. Yeah, me too. You know? So you're Gen X. Okay. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. You guys, you heard Matt. You can reach out to them, to him uh, by Facebook and Instagram on finding something awesome and go into his website check his book and everything that he has there uh his contact information is also there find something awesome.com thank you one more time matt thank you so much for your time thank for you. sharing your story and everything that you do with us and for it for being an inspiration not only for adults but also for kids uh you're definitely forging a better future for all of us uh and then, you guys, like I always say, thank you for supporting and for listening to the Be Fearless podcast. And until the next time, don't forget to be a locker potential and be fearless. Bye.